you for joining us at Dance Matters Podcast for another episode. I'm super excited. I keep saying excited, but the fact is I genuinely am excited to be able to sit down and talk to these amazing people and to be able to share that with you and to share that with Charlie. Today we have an amazing young lady coming on the show. I have seen her dance and my jaw just absolutely hit the ground when I watched her dance. She moves so effortlessly and so beautifully, but what is just more amazing about her is how humble she is. She gives everyone around her the time of day, Was has been really, really kind to Charlie when Charlie's seen her at Estedford's. She dances beyond her years, is so mature, and amazingly at the age of 16 has just opened her own choreography business. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us. It's okay. <laughs> now, you're an absolutely stunning dancer. Thank when you. did you first start dancing? Um, I first started dancing when I was around two and a half, I think. So... Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> because you're so old. Yeah, I'm 16 now. <laughs> so where did you start? What was your first dance school? I first started at Twyna Anderson School of Dance, which was just like a local studio for us. So, yeah. And what styles did you start in? I did ballet, jazz and tap when I was little. Yeah, until I was around seven and then I started doing everything. So were you still at that dance school then? Um, yeah, so? I, I went to Twine Anderson until I was around, I think, eight years mm-hmm. old, and then I moved to Brianna's Academy of Dance, which was also in the same area. And there I did all styles there, except for tap, that's when I stopped doing tap, <laughs> no more tap for me. <laughs> and then I moved there until I was around maybe, uh, maybe 14, and then I moved to Village Nation, which is where I'm still at. Yeah. Okay. And when did you start doing solos and troop performances? I started troops when I was 10 years old at Brianna's, and then I only started solos in 2016, so when I was 13. What made you decide to move to Village? Um, I decided to move to Village because I feel like it was a better choice for me. I got to push myself a lot more on all my styles. Um, at my old studio, I really didn't do a lot of ballet training, and there was an, I only did one ballet class a week. So at Village, I get to do a lot more ballet and a lot more versatile styles so like at that studio I was only doing like this style this style this style same every week but at Village I get to do same styles but different teachers different choreographers and all different like types in that style so So how do you think you've grown since going to that dance school I've grown a lot since I've moved studios and it's just because we get so many different guest choreographers and teachers from everywhere not even just in Sydney and they really they have their own styles and like own individual styles of teaching so it's so much better to get to learn from so many different people that have so many different like outlooks on dance and like or even just the things they say is so helpful yeah yeah it's good to gain different people's perspectives and learning different moves from different people Mm because they've all got their own style yeah um so what styles do you now train in i train in lyrical contemporary ballet jazz hip-hop musical theater acro and also singing and acting Awesome. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> so we'll move into, you've just told me that you've just started college at Village, so we'll move into that at the moment. Let's mm-hmm. pretend it was last year. How many hours roughly were you doing last year? Last year, but without college. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was probably doing around maybe 22 hours a week last year, but that's not including obviously additional training like workshops and stuff. So yeah. So the college that you're doing at Village, what does that involve? So every day, Monday to Friday, I do three hours of school and three hours of dance each day. But that's And then after school, I still do my after-school classes and then all day Saturdays. So overall, that's around 30 hours of dance every week. 
Yeah. <laughs> so have you just started that this year? Yeah, I've just started this year. And do you go to Village every day for your lessons? Yeah. And how do you do your educational stuff? I do I do online school. So I bring my laptop and it's got all my work on there already. So a lot of people do this through like distance ed, so like CANS, but I do it through TAFE actually. And I'm doing my HSE. So I'm doing year 11 right now. So I'm prelim year. And then next year I'll be doing my HSE through online school <laughs> so you have to be pretty self-motivated yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of yourself so you don't really have teachers we have our tutors at village so they walk around and like do you need help with anything and stuff like that but it's a lot you have to be very motivated yourself you have to be very focused and you can't be like distracted during school time because everyone's very like do your work don't like chat because we only have three hours a day and when normal school has six or seven yeah right so, so you're fitting in your six fitting hours in our six hour day in three hours so it's like a lot Zone. <laughs> is there a variety of ages of people who are well, in that college? Yeah, we've got our youngest is year five this year. So we've got two year fives, we've got year sevens, all the way up to year 12. And how many do that? We've got, I think we've got 22 this year. All right. So 22 all ages, yeah. And the year five kids as well, they sit there and do their Yeah, they three, sit there and do yeah. their work. They obviously need a lot more help from the tutors because they're so young. Yep. But they just sit there, they do their work on their computers. Yeah. And then the three hours training of dance mm-hmm. training you do, that's additional to your normal yeah, afternoon Yeah, additional to my normal, yeah. So what kind of classes training. do you do there? We do everything. We do, as I said before, all the styles I do. So we do lots of hip-hop, jazz, modern, like lyrical contemporary. And we also do singing and acting. So yeah, <laughs> during college. Awesome. Don't mention it to Charlie. No, you're not going to full-time dance. <laughs> not at your age. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Okay, um, so you're part of the Architect Squadron with yeah. Rebecca Davies. How mm-hmm. did you get into that? Um, I first got into Architect Squadron last year, so late last year I first got in, and I missed the auditions last year. So the auditions are normally like January, around that time, but I missed the auditions because I was injured at the time, so I couldn't go, obviously, and do all this technique where I couldn't even do anything. So I was just going to her workshops during the year, and she kept asking me to stay back for the training sessions. So I used to stay back for those and train with the Architect Squadron anyway. And then after a few times doing that, she just asked me to join. And then I auditioned again January this year and I got accepted. So, yeah. So what does that involve, being part of Architect Squadron? Well, it obviously involves the Architect Squadron training sessions with Rebecca and the workshops. But it's also a lot of home training. So you have to do a lot of... We've got a group and we, we she posts all like the training stuff that we have to do. And you just go home, you have to focus, obviously record, so you can look back at what you're doing and like correct yourself, because you don't have a teacher to watch it. And you can send it to her and she can help you. But it's a lot of home training, because she doesn't come to Sydney a lot, so we have to do a lot of our stuff like at home. Yeah. Again, obviously very driven and self-motivated. <laughs> um, why do you like training with Rebecca Davies? I love training with Miss Rebecca, because she's such, first of all, she's hilarious. Same thing. She's such an amazing teacher. She doesn't just teach. She's actually, like, she's so dedicated to her students. Like, you just, if you've been in a class with her, you can see how focused she is on her students getting their goals. She isn't just like, yeah, do this, do this. She's actually working with you towards your goals. So I feel like that's the main thing I like about training with Rebecca. What do you think has improved the most since you've started training with her? Um, my turns, definitely. My turns have always been probably my weakest point, but now I'm like happy to say that they're one of my strongest things now, so I can start working towards other things. So, yeah. 
So you're in year 11, you yeah. are now doing full-time dance and yeah. you're studying at the same time. Yeah. How do you fit all your homework and everything in? It's like school homework. Yes. <laughs> oh, and dance homework and yeah, everything. everything. It's hard. It's a lot. I don't get home usually till around 6 at night because we're just an hour away from my house and I finish at 4, usually on a school day. And then if it's a dance night, then I finish at 7.30 and don't get home to almost 9. So it's very hard to fit in, especially schoolwork. But a lot of my schoolwork, since it's on my laptop, I can do it on the train on the way. And then if I have assignments and stuff, then I have a Sundays off this year so I can get them done. But it's just being really focused in class and in school time so you get your work done. You don't have too much homework. <laughs> have you ever found that one or the other has suffered a bit because you've been too busy to get something done well especially last year I felt like when I was at normal school I felt like I was doing so much schoolwork because year 10 end of year exams assignments I was focusing so much on that that I didn't have much time for dance which was like really sad for me because Mm -hmm. obviously that's what I'd rather be doing but especially at that time because my ballet exam was coming at the same time and then I had my school exams so it was so hard to focus on both that that's why I feel like college has been a better option for me this year because I get to focus on both equally yeah, and you don't have to do some of those mandatory subjects that yeah, exactly. maybe yeah. not so, mm-hmm. you know, like going to assemblies and things like <laughs> yeah. that. You get to get it all done in your own time and, exactly. and be really efficient with it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you were injured last year. Have mm-hmm. you had any injuries in your dance career so far? Uh, my main injury that I've had was in 2018 with my back. So in late 2018, I was just in class just doing normal things and all of a sudden my back started really hurting like I couldn't move I was on the floor like I couldn't get up uh later that day it took a while to get a diagnosis actually we went to many physios all around the place and we finally went to one and and they told us that I had a disc bulge in my lower back so it took me months to get over it and still it's an ongoing injury so I'm never gonna I still have it right now I'm never gonna get rid of it but it's just about managing it. So that's probably then the main setback in my dancing, like, so far, because, yeah. <laughs> did you have to take time off dancing? Yeah, I did have to take a while off dancing, and it was very annoying because it was just before concert. Yeah. So I still had to do concert, but I hadn't been able to do the training up to, towards it. So it was very hard to do concert, having so many months off before it, to get straight into that, like, intense day after having such a big break. So to manage that now, do you do physiotherapy yeah, exercises? Yeah, I do a lot of physio, Pilates, all of that sort of stuff, just to keep up my core strength so I don't hurt myself. <laughs> so do you think all of that is important, being a dancer, to do uh, prehab-type things to yeah, keep yourself so safe? important to do, especially Pilates. is such an important thing for dancers. A lot of people just like, oh, Pilates, that's not important at all. But for dancers, it's one of the, most, one of the best things you can be doing. It helps so much on your core strength, helps improve your everything, your overall fitness. Yeah, it's so beneficial, even if you're not injured, just for anyone, yeah. So you're so old at 16. Um, <laughs> what have been your greatest dancing achievements so far? Um, probably, well, I've won first overall twice now at Showcase this year, just recently, and then also at Hollywood Bound two years ago, and also top three in Dancer of the Year or Dottie this year and last year at Showcase at Hollywood Bound probably my greatest achievements so far <laughs> that is pretty amazing have you traveled overseas with any of it yet um i've been to new zealand which is where i'm from so my family's from there but we've been there for like showcase nationals which just happened and that's about it so far yeah i hope to travel more there
<laughs> what are your dancing inspirations? Who inspires you? Um, let me think. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> Definitely Autumn Miller is probably my biggest inspiration. Tate McRae is incredible. And also just the choreographers we get to work with. So people like Lauren Elton, Chanel Carhill... Everyone that gets I get to work with as a choreographer are definitely my biggest inspirations because we get to work with them. So apart from the injury, have you had any other setbacks so far? Um, not really. I think mainly injury is probably the biggest setback you can have because you have to take that time off. But other than that, I don't think anything's really affected me that much to count as a setback. Changing dance schools, did you ever find that a challenge or was that you just knew that you needed that extra or...? Yeah, well, of course I knew that it was the right change for me because it's what I needed at the time. But it can be hard because making new friends... Because like, I, when I first came to Village, I didn't know anyone. It was very scary to go there. But everyone's so welcoming. And assume, like always at any dance school, you always go there, so welcoming. And it's just finding the right fit for you. Like yep. There's so many different places that you can go and they've all got different strengths. Yeah. And, but it's just the people. I feel like that's the main thing. You have to find people that you click with. And, yeah, that's why I feel like Village was the best choice for me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now, you've recently opened your own choreography business. Can yeah. you tell us about that? <laughs> so I think, I think I opened it last year now, 2019. I opened my own choreography business. So basically I choreograph solos and troops and stuff like that for kids all around Sydney. I've done many from around Sydney, but I've also done some in New Zealand. I've done lots of solos in Christchurch. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And you do choreograph some of your own routines? Yeah, I choreograph most of my own routines, actually, yeah. (laughs) That is very incredible. Um, And through your choreography um, business, Mm -hmm. what services do you offer? Can people contact you for, like you said, solos, troops? So So I choreograph solos, troops, and obviously joys and trios. I can do that too. And I also have private coaching, so to work on technique and all that sort of stuff. And also cleaning routines, I also do that too. And if someone was interested in it, how do they set it up? Um, they can contact me through my personal Instagram or my choreography page. My choreography page is at Choreography by Katie and my personal Instagram is at Katie.Hawkins. They can also Facebook message me on my personal Facebook, which is Katie Hawkins, or email me at katiehawkins at gmail.com. You did very well to remember all that. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> what's the process if they decided, yep, I want you to choreograph me mm-hmm. a routine, what happens then? So obviously they message me and then we talk about it, we talk about what they want, and what sort of, first we'll discuss like music, stuff like that. And then once we've got that all sorted out, we book in a space. So obviously I first go to Village or their studio, whatever's easiest. So we book in a space, we try and get the routine done usually in around two hours and then additional hours adding on to that. So maybe another week we'd do an hour just to get it finished. And then pretty much from there, they can either clean it with their own studio or their own teachers, or they can come back and we can clean it together. And if they need to come back, they've had some feedback and they want to exactly, fix something, yeah. they can come back too. Yeah. Awesome. Charlie, did you have some questions? Yes. You choreograph a lot of your own routines. Where did you get your inspiration from? Um, well, I've been choreographing for a long time now, so I get some of my inspirations from my old dancers, of course, and my choreographers and teachers at my studio. But then I get a lot of my inspiration off social media and especially YouTube. Lots of dancers around the world, you get a lot of inspiration, yeah. How do you choose music for your routines? Um, I choose music, normally I get on something like Spotify or YouTube. I just, usually I find a song that I like already. Maybe someone else does it, maybe I've done it before, and then you go on the suggested. You go through those and then you just try and find songs that you like, yeah. (laughs) What is your favourite style to choreograph? 
Definitely contemporary at the moment. It always changes between contemporary and lyrical for me because they're my favourites, but at the moment it's contemporary, yeah. What has been your fa- favourite dance you've choreographed? Uh, mm, that's a hard one. My favourite, actually, my favourite dance I've choreographed is actually my jazz, my queen jazz. I think you guys have seen it. Yes, I love your jazz. (laughs) That's probably my favourite routine I've choreographed. It's very fun. (laughs) It's very fun to watch. (laughs) Your turns are amazing. What tip did you have for improving turns? Rises. All the time. (laughs) Your releve is the most important thing in turns. You've got to get that high releve before you can even do it. Because, like, my pet peeve is seeing people turn on a flat foot. It's the worst thing to look at. It's not nice. Maybe you can do ten turns, but it's on a flat foot and it's ugly. I don't. So definitely work on your releve and also your core strength. How do you get so high in your leaps? In my leaps? That's a lot of quad strength and also glute strength. So if you work on those, especially if you do something like Pilates, then that works on all your strength. So you have to just get overall strength and then you can work on those things. Once you've got your strength, that's when you can start building up your jumps and your turns and stuff like that. So in terms of cross-training type things, do you do any strength work? Uh, not really at the moment because the year's just started, but normally I do, I do a lot of training at home, so a lot of strength training. I have my own fitness program that I like to do every morning before I go and also... And what sort of things would they include? Uh, just lots of the normal fitness stuff. So, like, obviously, I do a lot of core strength work, a lot of running. I used to do running a lot. But, yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah. And stretching, do you do a lot of that? As much as I can. It's very hard. It's so hard to fit things yeah. in. But, yeah, I do try and stretch every night. But it's very hard to fit in. <laughs> Are you ever worried about doing too much, but getting over that's, it all? Or? Yeah, that's been a big worry for me this year before going into full-time. It's been very crazy, like... Is this too much? Should I not be doing this? But you've got to think that if it's not right for you, you can always stop and you can always cut back on your hours. But I feel like it is the right thing for me because dance is what I want to do and I do want to push myself. And it's just a good thing to do so you know if this is what you want to do in the future or if this isn't what you want to do. Have there ever been moments that you're like, you know what, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do this anymore? Uh, Not really because it is what I love. So I don't really, I never really think about stopping dance. It's just, is this too much training for me at the moment? Like, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's been great to have you and people can get in contact with you. Uh, Katie listed all of her Instagram (laughs) and her email account. She does do amazing dances, so if you do want something choreographed, I would definitely recommend her, and you need to see this girl dance. She is (laughs) astounding. We wish you all the best for the future. Thank you for joining us. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Send me a message if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.